Now back to the Sunday show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. Well, crosstalk panel, Texarkana area, it happened. Governor Abbott signed the election bill into law. <laughs> Ms. Bryce is already shaking her head. I can't imagine the chills that went down the spine of some of us, my parents, and beyond to see such a thing come into play. So, um, you know, scaling back historically, we've seen the federal voting rights law come into play. Uh, you know, we've seen the effects before the Voting Rights Act was put into play. Uh, then it's the Voting Rights Act of 1965 and the effects of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And now we've written into the history books another scope of it. I'm seeing a lot of side eyes in the <laughs> in the room and I'm laughing, but it's not of joy. Mr. Mark White has sat back in his chair. I'm going to let Mr. Keaton jump off with this. <laughs> and he gasped. <laughs> you got to know that it's exhausting. And, and, you know, I consider myself a kid in this. Um, you know, I, I would consider myself endowed in reading on the history and memorizing and understand how we've gotten to current places. Um, and now my children... And, you know, imagine a kid in high school right now. I was saying before the show, as you all you, you get ready to <laughs> brace yourself for what you want to say. <laughs> I think that uh, young adults and even teens, um, I guess the word baffled more than confusing would be the word. Because, you know, we speak of there are those pioneers that fought for our voting rights. How do we frame it now? Because what we see is not often what's going on. So, you know, I asked uh, someone younger than I, you know, what, what did they think? And they said, so I guess it means we can't vote in our cars. Ms. Rice or Mr. Mark White or Mr. Keaton? Well, let's, let's kick it off this way. For the young ones who don't understand, um, well, to, to, I guess I'm dating myself a little bit, too. I was actually in the oven cooking when uh, in '68, so um, so you know I I felt the emotion of it, even though I wasn't here. But the the thing that the young people have to understand is that a lot of people made a lot of sacrifice in order for them to get the audience that they have right now. Now they don't understand all that took place. Right. Some of us do. And those who are older than me understand that. And you'd be surprised even some of them are not doing what they're supposed to do. But we have to communicate to them and give them the education so they understand what it was that it took for you to get to the spot where you're at right now. Right. Okay. It's easy for you to say, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but you don't know everything that took place. What I try to explain to them and say, and they may have even studied this and they may be doing this in school. I don't know. They're probably not. But what I tell them is that what was trying to happen in the United States is the same thing that happened in South Africa. They're trying to create an apartheid nation mm. here in the United mm. States. And what is an apartheid nation? Apartheid nation is a nation that's minority rule. You don't get one vote, one person. That's not what they want. They want the minority of the country, which are Caucasians, because mm-hmm. it's evolving. Right. 
to be able to rule and control everything that goes on in that country, despite how many members are there are are there in society. Mm. And so if you understand what that concept is, then you have to understand that what they're doing is they're trying to tell you that you are insignificant. Now, for those of you who are constitutionalists, they already created a, a paper that had to be amended on more than one occasion that said that you were n- are not that important. Okay, for those of you who don't understand, they said that black people were three-fifths of a human being. Right. That is in the current mm-hmm. Constitution right now, but thankfully for the 13th Amendment and the 14th Amendment, we don't have that problem no more. But they are trying to get themselves back in that position. So in speaking of language, Mr. Keaton, what is electron in- integrity? What is that really? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me put it this way. <laughs> Our history in this country, which many people want to cover up and don't want you to realize how things really came into focus. But if you go back to the history of this country, it has always been about Anglo-Americans being dominant. It's called systematic racism, and people don't want to, to, to admit that that's what it is. But, but, but it's here. It's live and well. I mean, you have to just admit that. Now, when you look at all the things that have happened, and we, as I stated earlier, has always been a people to, who've been able to overcome and to adjust and to improvise to make things work. Did we have some help from some Anglo-Americans? We sure did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd be the first to admit that, okay? Had a lot of help from a lot of Anglo-Americans. But the dominant um, mentality of, of Anglo-society in this country is that I have to be on top. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you, can, you, you can do these things, but I, I need to be in control. And we as a race of people have always been able to adapt to and adjust to and really learn to play the game that they put out there better than they. Mm. And every time that we learn how to play the game better than they, they change the rules of the game in order to continue to stay on top. When you look at, first of all, being able to vote going back into history, once blacks really got an understanding of how powerful the vote was, there was a lot of things that were done uh, especially during Reconstruction, because we had people who were, people don't understand that, but we had people uh, uh, back in the 1860s who were in Congress. Mm-hmm. We had representatives and senators who were black mm-hmm. that, that were doing some wonderful things. Okay, But then the rules changed again and, and, and stripped them of that, that, that positions and therefore stripped them of their power. Now, we got the vote and we began to vote. So what do they do now? They come up with what they call gerrymanding. Mm-hmm. And gerrymanding is a simple process in which I will take a whole black community, whereas a, a, a minority community, not necessarily black, but now the Hispanic community also, I will take that whole large community that has that voting power in that community, and I will slice it up into small bits and pieces and place them into a dominant white society, whereas it nullifies your black or minority vote. So it's a constant process. And as we go along, and until we get people into position who are not there for themselves and Mm -hmm. looking out Mm -hmm. for the betterment Mm -hmm. of everybody, to understand that it's not right, it's not fair, 
and, and, and putting us all on an equal basis, we will continually to have this problem. And I'm going I'm to hush with this because I could talk about that for, <laughs> for, 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 for days. When you look at what is happening in our society that we have right now, you look at the voting that they do not want you to have. What Anglo-American, and just laying the cards on the table, are a minority group in this country. The minority. As of 2024? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm talking minority right now. <laughs> they are a minority. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they would have you think 2024. No, they are yeah. they are in the minority now. Yeah. When I when I grew up as a kid, there was this there was this deal about one drop of black blood you were uh -huh. black. Uh huh. One drop. If you had any ancestry in in you that was black, you were black uh -huh. as a race. That's why we have so many. Blacks who could pass for white, mm -hmm. they had just a little bit of blood in them, but they mm -hmm. were still black. They had that little bit of little, little bit of genetic makeup that showed that hey, you, you're not all white, so therefore you was in that category. Mm -hmm. If you would notice now, what they have done on everything is that it's no longer black, white, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. What they got now is other. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Or explanatory. So 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 other is is we're not gonna put you in the black. We don't want to put you in the white. We're just gonna put you out there in the other category. Or two or more races. Yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. so so that also gives them the superficial face that yes, whites still are dominant. They are not dominant. White America is af afraid. And I'm a hush. But white America <laughs> is afraid of allowing black people people of color, Hispanic people, to get in control because they fear, because they don't want to admit it, they don't believe in systematic racism, mm -hmm. systemic racism, but they fear that what it, we have done for these people for the last mm -hmm. will reverse on us. Mm -hmm. And so they're afraid of that. But we as a people, we're not like that. We are probably one of the more forgiving people that you ever mm -hmm. want to see in your life. We forgive mm -hmm. everything. You hear me? <laughs> so, so, but, but in their minds, they can't wrap that around their head that this is what is. But until we get to that point to where we can look at each other and not necessarily look at skin, but look at character and look at all these other things. Because there are some wonderful Anglo people. There are. And there are some wonderful black there people. Yeah. There and are. Some Hispanic people and some, and, and some, and some Native American people. Wonderful. And then, too, they're the other side of all of us. Now, when you say forgiving, see, because I think that we're blending. Because if I if I forgive you, I still have an expectation, the integrity and, and so forth in what I expect to go forward. I, I forgive you. And, I, and I'm just I'm even speaking as a millennial. I think sometimes when the forgiveness of it is causing some to feel that we need to sit down or I, I don't know exactly how to frame that. And so then we're becoming stagnated because it's I, for, I forgive you for what you did in 1965 or 1968. And we've moved from that. So we don't need it in the history books. We don't need to keep talking about it. See, all of this is getting blended. Mr. White. Let me let me make one <coughs> coming on that. Though. Yes, sir. Okay. See, forgiving does, does not mean forgetting. OK, OK. Uh -huh. Because if you forget your past, you repeat your past. Ah. So you, you can forgive, but you don't forget. Like I say, I expect more now. 
I just don't want to travel down that same path in order to get it. And and and, and, and I'm a. I try to be as 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 God fearing as I possibly can be. Yes, and I'm not perfect by no means because there are some things that I may do that's still not right. And I know they right. are. Okay? Point taken. Yeah. But when, when God took the people out of Egypt, he said this to his people. He said this to the parents and the adults and everybody else. Remind your children who I am. Remind them of how I brought them out. Not one time, he, over a period of time. He said, keep that on their head, where they come from, how it used to be, how whatever, so that they would not repeat it, so that they would not do whatever. We as a race of people have got to get back into understanding who we are, where we were, where we came from, and keeping it on our children's head to understand who they are. I don't care what society has given them today. Yeah. They're still black. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money and what kind of house they're living in now and mm-hmm. how the cars and the clothes mm-hmm. they're wearing, they are still black. Because all they got to do is, I don't care what car they're in or what clothes they got, is go in the wrong neighborhood here in Texarkana and you will find out that you're black. Ah, so, so there's the tie. Voting so rights, there you go. So you have to understand, we can forgive. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live in the past, but we got to remember the past. Right. Don't you forget that. Because if you don't know who you are and define your history, they will define it for you. And that's what they're doing right now. They don't want you to know about the racism. They don't mm-hmm. want you to know about all these things that happened in the past. They don't want you to know about all that mm-hmm. stuff because they want to erase it from the history books mm-hmm. like it did not happen. Mm-hmm. So let's, but listen here. I cannot assimilate into your society. I cannot. I can live in your society. I can work in your society. I can get along with people in your society. But I cannot assimilate. Why? Because my skin is black and yours is a different color. My eyes are brown and yours are blue. My hair is kinky and yours is straight. Oh. So I, I, I can't assimilate. Assimilation means you blend in the way as mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no noticeable differences, basically. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And neither can any black person in this country until we understand we cannot assimilate mm-hmm. and understand, but we can get along. And we can move on. That's what we have to be. But anyway, I'm through. I, I could be here all night. Yes, sir. We're going to take a quick commercial break. The block is hot in here. You all hang on to your seats. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more of The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY. I'd like to ask you a question. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Have you sat down with your agent to review your policy coverage, premiums, and make necessary changes? Your life changes over time. So should your insurance. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. This is Ice-T and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and this is a cold call. We're on a mission to get America to switch to cold water washing with Tide. It saves you energy. And that saves you up to $150 a year on your energy bill. Plus, Tide cleans better in cold than the bargain brand in hot. So what are you waiting for? 
Turn to cold because Stone Cold said so. Turn to cold with Tide. Energy savings based on average when switching from hot to cold to non-HE machines. Performance based on Tide Power Pods versus leading baking soda packs. A new season is the perfect time to change up your look. And luckily, 21 Days of Beauty is happening now at Ulta Beauty. Snag daily beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves from brands like It Cosmetics and Benefit. And discover new gotta-have-it launches from brands like Jaclyn Cosmetics and Tula. Experience the thrill of finding new faves during beauty's biggest event. But hurry, this event ends September 18th. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Now back to the Sunday show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. Audience, 903-794-1047 as we are at the top of the hill uh, going towards the 10 a.m. Uh, hour in our heated discussion here with the Crosstalk panel. Now, before uh, we went to commercial break, Mr. Keaton was in-depthly preaching <laughs> about the importance of uh, knowing what forgiveness is and for and not forgetting to historical premise and effects uh, regarding voting laws and beyond because as we know we're saying voting laws but there is a breadth of detailing there uh, mr. mark white did you have anything to add on and I'm, I'm in agreement with Mr. Keaton on, on many aspects. And, and, you know, forgiveness is definitely what should be governing us. But now I'm also of the of the fact that my generation, Mr. Keaton is generation before me. So he's a baby boomer. I'm a generation X. And so I am of the the premise that um, in order for you to understand what it is that I have gone through, you need to go walk in my same shoes. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to understand the issues of systematic racism, mm -hmm. the issues of police brutality, the uh, issues of inequality, I think you need to experience some of that. So f I, I, on the other hand, uh, I know that he said that we're very forgiving, and we are. I, on the other hand, are one of those people, and there are, there are some weird minority, <laughs> I understand this, <laughs> There are some of us who think that it should be a reverse and let them allow them 400 years oh, really? of, well, 250 years of slavery and then another 154 years of Jim Crow so they can get a true understanding of what it feels like. And then after that, 400 years, and then we'll sit down and say, well, what did you think about that? Did you enjoy that? <laughs> you see, then when you realize how wrong it is, now understand something. I, let me plug this in. I wish you all could see his face as he's saying this. <laughs> let, let me let me let me say this: the United States is always going to have problems with race relations until they make an atonement for the the sins of slavery. That's it. We're always going to have these problems. We're going to always have these issues with voting because th what's the whole thing behind voting? They did not like what took place in the last election, that mm. people stood up, 81 million people, black, white, Latino, Asian, it didn't matter, didn't, stood up and said, we are not going to take a moron for president no more. Ooh. Okay? That's what they said, right? 74 million voted for him, 81 million said, not anymore. And they can't... That scares them because they're saying, oh, my goodness, 
what's going to happen next? If they go ahead and do that to him, what's going to happen to me? They're going to vote me out. I, I'm, I may have to go back to the. I may have to go to the cotton field. Yeah, that's where you need to be, so you can understand what it was like for all our people. Oh, I know Mr. you don't agree White. with that. I understand. <laughs> And I understand that disclaimer's already been written, so that, that you asked for an opinion. Yeah, That's I, what I it do. is. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people would say, yeah, you know, you got a point. So you have to understand what it is that's going on here. The young folks got to get an understanding that it's important to know where you came from. What Mr. Keaton said, absolutely right. You have to know what your history is. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you can't overlook it. Because there's a lot of pain and a lot of suffering that went along with it. Now, I recognize that you don't have to go through it as a millennial, as a Generation Z, or Generation whatever it is after that. But there are those of us, baby boomers and X, who have gone through. And they remember those things. And we have to teach them that so they understand where it's come from. I sincerely hope that society does heal itself and move on. I really do. But we have to understand where we came from, and where. And if we don't do that, then we're gonna have a problem. Well, what I would like to say, and I really uh, uh, believe passionately between these two gentlemen, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm the feeling. <laughs> but she, she really, seriously, sit right smack dab in the middle of them, and you know, as each is talking, she's kind of leaning to the left or the right. <laughs> Well, what I do want to say is for, and I'm glad, uh, Lemoy, that you did ask someone uh, your age and younger, because what, what is happening is a lot of times young people don't know when they are being discriminated against mm-hmm. because they don't mm-hmm. realize when something is happening. They've seen it all their lives, and it's not until something happens to them individually right. do they understand what's going on so young people are saying oh i don't get to vote in my car no big deal but they have not heard about the times when people have gone to vote and had to pay in order to vote so if they knew about that then they would understand the fact that now voting hours are built so that you on your hourly wage job cannot go and vote Mm -hmm. then you begin to think about it Mm -hmm. it also happens that voting is important so now election officials can throw your vote out Mm -hmm. that's the way it is in Texas so now you get off of your hourly wage job because your employer allows you to get off to go and vote you go and vote and the person who is the election official decides I don't like the way that person vote. I don't know if they voted for my candidate or not. So I'm going to take this whole box Mm -hmm. and I'm going to throw it out because it is not what I want it to say. So we've got to think about that. Not only are the hours different, the fact that now if you if they send you. If you don't ask for a mail-in vote, you don't get a mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if I forgot to ask? It's mm-hmm. the day of, I want to vote, but I'm raising my children. I'm working my hourly wage job. I've got a mother to take care of. I'm actually working in my church. I forgot to get my mail-in ballot. Now you can't get it. So those are things that we need to really think about and young people need to look at. They no longer have to pay to vote. 
my father used to have to pay poll tax to vote. They no longer have to pay to vote, but they do have people taking their votes away. Which is still paying. Which is still paying. It's paying in a different way because it's paying in the way that keeps you down. It doesn't have anything else to do with your pocket until it takes it out of your pocket. Then you realize, uh-oh, I should have thought about that. So the fact that souls to the polls, they want to change that because that's when black people vote. They want to change the hours to that. They want to change where you vote. Let's think about it. Where do you get to vote in Texarkana? Southwest Center. That's where early voting was done. And at Walnut Street Church of Christ, early voting was done there. But think about it. Suppose you get ready to go vote. You walk in the door, and of course, we're open carry state, and you see people on the opposite side with guns. What are you going to think about? Or, are you gonna, or that location is that you voted for in the past is not a voting location. That's right. And they and you don't take the Gazette, so you don't know where to go and vote. And so there you are, riding around town. So it's, already, so it's already happening to us. Again, all politics is local. And we just need to remember that. It's local. So when we get ready to go and vote for local people, we need to know where to vote. We need to know the hours. And we need to remember that all of this was hard fought. People died for us to have the opportunity to vote. Just because they weren't your relatives, that doesn't mean that they didn't die for you to have this opportunity. That's true. I mean, and how could you justify on top of all that, or I should say, uh, Going through 12 years of school and being taught that it's your civic duty to vote, Mm -hmm. to participate in your democracy because your voice counts, and then that same person graduates high school and learn that uh, whether it's redistricting, whether it's, uh, unfortunately, laws which have uh, breached your civic duty. I mean... It seems like a kid can understand that, the paradox of it. It seems like the society is just, uh, well, at any rate, it's blatant. It's, it's obvious that uh, through all the avenues that we voted successfully in the last election, those very same avenues have been blocked off. And, and it's still our civic duty to vote. I, you know, that, that, that's very confusing to, to the youth. Or maybe I'm naive. And one another thing, we went through so much to identify, and Ms. Rice did a really good job at that. The other thing we have to do now, we have to also remember that they went as far as, even in the state of Georgia, that if you bring food or water mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. person standing in mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. you are subjected to a criminal act. They can have you arrested. Yeah. So now you, you, I mean, you know, these folks, they're for real. All mm-hmm. right. So it's important that we get real too. We got to get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the Congress that did that. It wasn't the feds. Who was it? It wasn't the state. It wasn't the uh, the Senate that did that. It was the representatives of the state of ah. Georgia that did that. It was the representatives of the state of Texas that did that. So get out and vote, please. It's important. Well, there you have it. Uh, Hope that you're full. I am. I feel like I can go out and run a 5K right now. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of the Sunday Show. We hope you enjoyed the show. Get out. And we'll tell all of your friends about the Sunday Show. 
Alrighty, and now on behalf of the Sunday Show and all the great and wonderful people on Sircana, uh, thanks for being our listeners, for being kind enough to tune in to the Sunday Show. Remember, you are listening to KTOY Radio 1047, the station that cares about the quality of your life, the soul of the city. In case you want to hear this show once again, it will be rebroadcast at 6 p.m. this evening on our sister station, KTOY Gospel 105.9 on your FM dial. And podcasts of previous shows are available online at www.ktoy1047.com. And if you, hey, you, sitting right there, if you are interested in coming on the show to chat with us, you are welcome to give me a call, 903-794-1047, or my, on my cell, 903-244-3997. We would love to hear from you. This show is for you. Um, come on, uh, Derek, if you want to give them your contact info. Absolutely. I can be contacted uh, for any show ideas uh, at 704-953-9756. All right. Well, stay safe, mask up, and we'll be back next Sunday right here at 9 a.m. We love you. The Sunday Show on 104.7 has been brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry, here to help life go right. The Sunday Show with LaMoya Burks and Derek Montgomery will be back next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have any questions about the show or would like to be a guest, call LaMoya Burks, 903-244-3997 or Derek Montgomery, 704-953-9756.